0: Welcome to Chats with Shun, the podcast with fresh content and fun, informative topics. And I, Shun, the host, give you, the audience, short, interesting episodes that you'll love. So this is my granddad, Gerald McCarthy, and he is going to be chatting with me a bit about when he was small. And I hope you enjoy. So hello, granddad. Hello, Shun. How are you today?
1: Very well, thank you. Very well.
0: Good. So, at first, I wanted you to talk about your family, your family that you were born into. So, just, you can talk a bit about your family and how you got on with them and what it was like.
1: Yes, sure. And I was the middle child of five children. I had two brothers who were older than me and two sisters who were younger than me. And we okay. lived in Ennis, And uh, I got on very well, I think, with all the family being in the middle. I think you tend to do that. Yeah. Above you and below you. Mm. So, uh, yes, um, unfortunately, of the five of us, there are only two of us alive now. My sister, Rosemary, who lives in Scotland, and myself here in Ireland.
0: Yes. Okay. And what did you do to entertain yourselves? Like, did you play games or... Play sports or what did you
1: do? Yes, uh, we were very keen on sport and always loved it. And we played uh, hurling mostly. And then as I got older, we played tennis. Um, So, you know, they were very big things when we were growing up and very important to us when we were uh, children, particularly during the war years in Ennis, where I grew up, like most people at that time, you had to make your entertainment, your sport local. You couldn't travel very far. And uh, so we, uh, we had a very good time.
0: Okay. And actually, you said you couldn't travel very far. And that was one of my questions. Do you travel much?
1: Yes, I love traveling. It's one of my hobbies. I suppose I'm an architect and I love traveling to see other cities, particularly to see buildings uh, around uh, Europe and the world when I could do it. And that's one of my great hobbies and one of my uh, real fascinations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you went to Bulgaria recently to go skiing, didn't you?
1: <laughs> yes, June. That was after not having skied for about 16 years. My daughter, Darval and her husband, Brian, the two children, Rory and Fia, would, would go every year to uh, a place in Bulgaria owned by friends of theirs, so they persuaded me to go, so I went, it was, it was wonderful, I was able to survive and not break any legs or arms. Yes,
0: so back to when you were small, um, where in Ennis did you grow up? Like, did you grow in, up in a neighbourhood or an estate or...? Yes, I
1: grew up in a suburban area of Ennis. Now, Ennis was quite small and was much smaller when I was growing up back in the 40s. And we had a nice road and most of my friends were on the same road. And, of course, uh, during the war, one of the great things was there was absolutely no traffic because people didn't have. Uh, petrol for cars so there was virtually no traffic in the road so the road was our playing field really we could uh, play hurling on it we could play football on it. we could go skating in the winter on the on the putting water on the road it was absolutely wonderful but we had fields of course around us too where we played in a tennis club very close to us so we had a very yeah. good time
0: and you said you played hurling do you did you play in a club or just between yourselves
1: Between ourselves, but also in our school, in our primary school, the Christian Brothers Primary School in Ennis, they had a competition every year that the whole town was divided into four different districts. And there was a very fierce competition between the various districts of the town every year. And you lived to get on that senior team that played, even though you were only about 11 or 12 when you played, but it was wonderful.
0: Yeah. And did you play any other sports?
1: Well, not when I was at that age. Later on, then I played. I went to secondary school. I went to boarding school uh, in Ross Grey and I played rugby there. And of course, I played tennis. And and, uh, later on, then I took up uh, golf. So I've had uh, sports have been a very important part of my life. And a lot of my friends are the people I made friends with from sports like tennis and golf.
0: Um, I have another question for you. Yes. Did you get on with your brothers and sisters well? Did you fight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you had a bit of fighting, yes. That's always part of kind of growing up, and I think it's a natural kind of thing, a little bit. But I was lucky. I was in the middle, as I said, and I tended to get on well with my two older brothers and then with my two sisters but eh, there would be a little uh, friction but nothing serious I think as we got on well together but most of our friends tended to be outside of our own family I think that happens too uh, you you make your friends uh, my best friend was a neighbor uh, rather than one of my brothers or sisters
0: yeah and you said that um, just there you said that one of your best friends was your neighbor do you remember him
1: Yes, I do. He was a very nice fellow, Colm Moriarty, and he later became an Aer Lingus pilot and I made a contact with him, having lost contact with him when I left Ennis. I went to, say, to Ross Grey and then I went, uh, studied architecture and I went to England and subsequently to America. So we'd lost touch, but being a pilot, he uh, was on the uh, Cork-Dublin run for a while and so we, we got together again.
0: Oh, that's good and in your primary school did you enjoy it
1: i did i did it was tough at the time because of course unlike now that uh corporal punishment they could slap you if you yeah. were misbehaved and that kind of thing and so there was a little bit of of uh fear in, in your learning as you know at that time but i did generally enjoy it and i said we we had great fun, like across them. our school was a big playing field, uh, uh, hurling, where we played our hurling and football and that, so I didn't generally enjoy it. I liked school generally, also when I went to secondary school, the same was applied.
0: Yeah, and did you have a lot of friends in primary school?
1: Uh, yes, two, two, I suppose two or three close friends, but I uh, knew, knew everyone, of course, but uh, of the Friends were the normally the people from our own road, uh, which yeah. was Cusick Road in Ennis, and they were the friends were really pleased people you would meet after school as well, and so they tended to be uh, from you know from your own area rather than just a school. As such, yeah, but yes, I, I I tend to be a person I think that gets on fairly well with people, so I had had a good number of friends.
0: And um, were you regularly busy? Like, did you have a very busy schedule or were you kind of, did you have a lot of free time?
1: Um, I think we would about the same as you would have today. We had our lessons to do when we went home and that kind of thing. But yes, we had a lot of free time. I really think when I think of my... Youth of my time going to school, I really think of the time out playing and having fun. We'd go up to a field nearby and play cowboys and Indians. and We weren't playing games and that kind of thing. Yes, yeah. we had a lot of of good free time. And I really enjoyed growing up in a say, in a nice town like Ennis.
0: Yeah. And I was talking to you yesterday um, and you told me that your dad had loads of canned food and you had to eat it after <laughs> because, yeah, because you said that. Well, we didn't I, need it.
1: Well, I grew up during the war. I, when I was born in 1939, the war started nine months after. I don't think it had anything to do with my being born. But yes, the Second World War was a little bit like now, and there was a sense of fear and unknown what was going to happen. Now, luckily, we had plenty of food in Ireland, as it happened. But my father had been a, was a doctor. He had been in England before the war and he was he saw the preparations for the war. So he was quite pessimistic. So he stocked up our house with a load of canned food, which at that time was terrible. Luckily, we had plenty of food during the war, which lasted for six years. But when the war ended, then uh, we had all this canned food. And my father said he wasn't going to waste it. So he made us eat it and it was really terrible stuff. So my my memories are that the war wasn't too bad. When it was over, it really wasn't very pleasant for a short time.
0: Yeah. And you said that you had plenty of food. Where did you get your food?
1: Well, I mean, it was possible to buy, even though at the time during the war, there was Ireland was lucky because we were able to produce enough food to feed all people. In fact, able to help Britain, which depended on Ireland for food during the war. But we were able to buy it locally. But you had a ration. Every person in the country had a ration book. You could only buy a certain amount of butter and and uh, bread mm-hmm. and flour and so on. Everyone had a ration book which lasted from 1939 until 1948, Uh, but we were lucky in a town like Ennis with friends in the country and so on. There was no lack of food really. I think everyone got enough food during the war in Ireland. Uh, We were very fortunate.
0: So you said that you were born nine months before the war. Does that mean that when the war ended you were around like five or six?
1: I would have been uh, six when the war ended, yes. And I do, yeah. what I remember was listening, my father really at the time was no television, of course, and my, my father and mother listening every day to the news and you, you knew, know from how serious they were, how worried they were as to what was going to happen, you know, to a small country yeah. like Ireland.
0: Were you worried about the war?
1: No, I can't say I was. I used to take I used to listen to the news and then I'd stand outside my father's room uh, making up uh, my own news version for him. I don't think we really at that time we weren't. It didn't really affect the young people that much. Uh, Luckily Mm. Ireland was was neutral during the war but you were concerned what would happen would England reinvade Ireland or would the Germans come and so there was a great uncertainty just like today under the viral infection now that we're all worried what will the future hold for us.
0: Yeah and did you like was the media like different than now obviously you didn't have phones. And things like that. But did you just rely on the radio or did you have anything else? Well,
1: newspapers were very important and they were there. And the uh, radio, you could get the Irish radio and the British radio. Um, So uh, media was very important then, but much more limited than now. As you said, there was no... uh, no internet or no social media at the time. So you were dependent on, if you like, the public broadcasting from Radio Air or from the BBC. So you were dependent on the public uh, media and then the newspapers.
0: Yeah. And I just did a quick calculation there. Um, when you were born, it was 23 years after 1916. That's which right. Which is when the Rising was. That's right. So you were just getting kind of used to... Well, not you exactly, but people were just getting used to being their own country. And then they were worried about the war that Britain would come and take it, take Ireland back.
1: Well, yes, that was a concern. I mean, Britain was the only country in Western Europe that the Germans hadn't conquered. They'd conquer France and all the others. And uh, the Britain stood out against them. So they were threatening to invade it. And the one thought was they might uh, attack Ireland first, take over Ireland, and then they would attack England from two sides. Or alternatively, the English had only left Ireland in 1922. Uh, which was only, as you say, a short time, relatively before, would they come back and occupy Ireland to make sure the Germans didn't come in? So Ireland, we were neutral, but we were worried that they wouldn't respect our neutrality. Germany hadn't respected other countries' neutrality. So it was a worrying time. uh, Luckily, uh, we survived.
0: Yes. And you said that you went to a boarding school and secondary school. What was that like?
1: Oh, I liked it. A lot of people, you know, not everybody likes to go away from home and to lose your close friends that you have made during primary school and that and have to start again. And you're away from your family and all that. But I adapted to it very well. I was lucky my two elder brothers had been there. Older brothers had been there and I got on well. As I say, I tend to be a social person and I got on well in in boarding school it was different you had a great community and you were just thrown together and made your own entertainment and your own life together that was very nice too
0: and you said that you had a great community were you out of your house a lot like in primary school and in secondary school were you out of the boarding school a lot and were you out on the roads and things like that well the (laughs) the
1: boarding school of course you were you were like we are now at my age we're now being corralled you were uh, cocooned you were kept in the boarding school. you couldn't go outside the boundaries of the school grounds when you were in a boarding school uh, without permission uh, so you couldn't go very far but when you were in primary school yes we would wander around uh, uh, the neighborhood you know to very safe at that time as it was no traffic virtue on the road when we were growing up and that kind of thing and everyone knew everybody and so you were very safe and it's particularly in a small town but we yeah. enjoyed the freedom
0: and you also said that your dad was a doctor what was that like
1: well that was good in the sense i suppose really we, one of the benefits was that he had a car during the war and no and he had petrol because he was a public health doctor and we he, would, he could take us to the seaside and that. Uh, other people, the only way you got to the seaside, if your public transport wasn't great, you would have to cycle. And people would cycle maybe 20, 25 kilometers to the sea in Lynch or something. But having had a car gave you more freedom. He was able, he was able to take you when he was on Official business uh, out to places like Lahinch or Kilkee or so on. So that was a great freedom that we were lucky to enjoy.
0: And you said you cycled a lot yesterday. Where would you cycle usually?
1: Well, of course, everyone cycled to school and the whole town, I would say, the whole town, I can remember people, you know, people in the Cusack Road, everyone, whether they were a bank manager, a teacher, whatever they were, working in a factory, whatever, everyone was on their bike and they'd all cycle in the morning with the school children and everything like that. And it was a very equal life in a sense because every nobody was able to. Uh, afford anything other than what they were given in rations and so on things weren't easy to buy the country was cut off so it was uh, a very harmonious from that point of view everyone was in the, literally in the same boat so it was good it was good yeah. I think, at that time
0: and what was your school like was it a big school your primary school now and did you have school books and the things a lot of the things that we have now
1: Well, when I started off in primary school, uh, I went to, it was like a preschool in a convent uh, school. And there we had not, we didn't have books. We started off with chalkboards. And uh, yes, which was quite a change. Uh, But once you got to primary school, of course, you got books and that. But not as many as people would have now. And people just didn't have the money for a lot of books that you have now and that you uh, So it was a bit different in that way. You shared and passed on books from year to year and so on. But it was a good school. It was the only uh, boys' primary school. Sorry, there was no one other, I think, in the town. So you had quite a big, maybe three or four hundred pupils. I can't remember sure uh, in it, but it seemed to be quite a, a large school run by the Christian brothers.
0: Yeah. And do you remember what your house was like?
1: Yes, we had a nice uh, uh, detached house on the Cusick Road uh, with others, and I can remember still that house exactly. I suppose I was always interested, even in then, in in buildings and that, and I could you know, I could still retrace my steps through that house, but I suppose most children could do that in their, the house they grew up in. Yes, it was nice, and we had a nice front and back garden. As I say, around us mm-hmm. then, in front of our house, there was no, there were no other houses at the time, so we had fields and it was easy to wander into those And if you needed to play. And as I said, locally, there was a, a tennis club that we found uh, made great use of. So it was a, a good neighbourhood, a good place to grow up in. But the town of Ennis, as you probably know, has expanded hugely. Uh, yeah. Left.
0: Um. And you said earlier that you used to go out to the fields and play cowboys and Indians. Did you play any other games?
1: <laughs> uh, well, we try everything, I suppose. I remember when some of the fields would get flooded in the winter, and I remember some winters, it was a particularly severe winter, I think it was 1948, I only know this in retrospect, I don't remember exactly, but it was all the feed the. Water came over the fields, flooded the fields, and then it froze. We had really big ice skating rinks that were mm. uh, when we were growing up, and even skating on the river at one time. Uh, it was Burgess oh. River it was so f- uh, f- uh, had frozen over but that was exceptional but most winters could you could get you tended to get some frozen conditions that would allow you to skate on ice but yes we we made up games that we didn't have we made a, we met we set up a league playing our amongst ourselves playing hurling uh, and football and then later on tennis so we were i think sport was a, a very big part of growing up in, in uh, ennis as i remember it yeah And swimming, Um, of course, in the summer in the river, I should have mentioned that too.
0: Oh, Um, yes.
1: The river was close by in Fergus River, so we'd swim in the summer. So it was a good life.
0: Um, Did you read a lot, like normal books?
1: I wasn't a great reader, um, not compared now to my wife, Nance, who's a terrific reader, uh, or my children. I wasn't a great reader. My brother Brian was a great reader. He was very serious and loved uh, non-fiction books, factual books. And he used to send me into the, I remember he got sick at one stage and sent me into the library and for books. And uh, to, to his gust, uh, I could f- found it very hard to find any books that he was interested in that he hadn't already read. So oh. by comparison, I wasn't a great reader. No.
0: Oh, well, I think that we have chatted a lot. Well, we have. I hope um, you found it
1: interesting, Shun.
0: Yes, it's very interesting.
1: Good, good.
0: So I am going to leave you. And thank you for being on this podcast episode. And I will see you soon.
1: Goodbye, Shun. I that. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now, love. <laughs>
0: so much for listening to this episode and I will see you soon bye